Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. Amen. I want to continue talking about breaking the cycle of insecurities. Amen. Of insecurity. We're back. This will be part four. If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 5, verse 3. It says, and not only this, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance proven character, and proven character hope. Verse 5, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I want to talk about this morning Christian character development. Christian character development. Amen. Breaking the cycle of insecurity. Amen. Christian character development. God has a way of developing his people. When you became a believer, you crossed over what I call, you got a new deal. <laughs> Amen. You got a new deal. Um, I believe that a lot of Christians are confused. And the reason that they are confused, it is because they are using the wrong methods for development. A lot of things that the world has to offer us, we can't use it anymore. Uh, morality is what the world is trying to change. But for the believer, it's different. Character is who we are because of our relationship with Christ. Character. It is something that can be built and learned as we follow Jesus. Furthermore, genuine Christian character is not just about personality or our disposition. Christian character begins with faith in Christ. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is what separates a Christian character from mere civility and secular morality. Oftentimes, we think that character is just what you see outwardly. But for a Christian, it's how you act inwardly. Amen. And then the motives behind your actions. Are you with me? Somebody say, oh, he's a good person, but 
he has bad character. He's a godly person, but he lacks, amen, you know, character. To have a Christian character is to have a heart aiming, watch this, to please and glorify God. To have a Christian character is to have a heart that's aiming to please and glorify God. Christian character, though, is not a product of your doing. It is the product of the Holy Spirit's doing. The Holy Spirit will give you self-control. The Holy Spirit will aid you in becoming faithful. Are you with me? Many people who are insecure, they lack character. They struggle with being who they are. They struggle with uh, understanding what they want to become because of the insecurities that they carry around. Do I have anybody? Christian character is not to be confused, though, with morality. Christian character, as I said, it's made possible... By the Holy Spirit. Christian character can be seen in different ways that we respond to different things. The question is though, how does God develop our character? Christian character. How does God do that? He does it through the Holy Spirit, but there are other ways... That he goes about accomplishing change in your life. May I say this to you? We all change at a different rate. Remember this. Rate times time equals growth. Rate times time equals growth. So the amount of time that you put in the word. Amen. The amount of time that you put into prayer, the amount of time that you put in being filled with the Holy Spirit, it it means that eventually, if you stay around long enough, you will grow. But I've seen Christians, listen to me real good, they have grown, but they have not grown in character. They still lie. They still cheat. They still talk about people. They still lack faith. My question is, do you want a character change? Do I have anybody? You see, if you're going to break the cycle of insecurities, you have to decide today what type of character you want. Paul writes to this Roman church that had a mixture of um, Jewish believers and Gentile believers. Most of what he talks about, he talks about the, if you would, the dynamics of faith. He starts off in chapter 4 and he talks about, in chapter 4 he talks about justification by faith, which is evident in the Old Testament. He uses the, he uses the example of Abraham. And he says that Abraham, if you look at it, um, If you look at verse um, 19 of chapter 4, he says, Without becoming weak in faith, 
contemplated his own body now as good as dead. You see that? In other words, they were waiting for the promised son, but right now things were not working naturally. I believe God does that. I believe God gets us to a place where our strength won't work. Our money won't work. Our talent won't work. He He gets us to a place where we are literally, watch this, we have nothing to offer. Are you with me? But Abraham, the Bible says, and since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb, Watch this here. Verse 20 says, yet with respect to the promise of God, this is how Abraham was justified. Know what that word justification is, right? Justification is the fact that you've been declared not guilty. Amen. You have been declared not guilty. Now, the, the deal with Abraham, Abraham's faith is what brought about his justification. May I say this to you? Don't give up so easily. There are times when God done things are not looking the way you want it to look, but you can't give up. You have to understand that it's not over until God says it's over. The Bible says, look what it says. It says, yet according to the promise. See, what Abraham, what Abram held on to was the promise of God. And I want to say something to somebody this morning. You got to hold on to a promise. Here's a promise. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Here's another, here's another promise. I've been young and now I'm old. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. Here's another promise. My God will supply oh I wish I had somebody all my needs according to what his riches and his glory see Abram we can learn something from Abram here we we learn that with respect to the promise of God he did not waver that's where you always hear me use the word vacillate that's what that word means to waver James says it's like a man praying and not believing. He's like the, the wave of the sea driven and tossed. Are you with me? That man ought not to expect to receive anything from God. Here's the thing. You can't pray to God and doubt in the same, in the same breath. You, you understand? That's character. Look, look, look what it says. He did not waver. Now imagine this. Imagine God promising you something. You come to a point in your life where it looks like it's never going to happen, but yet you're still believing. Oh, come on, somebody. That's why he's the father of faith. He's the father of faith because he left us an example to show us. I'm going to preach by myself today. Watch this. Watch it. I'm, I'm happy preaching today. Watch this. Watch this now. Watch this. He did not waver in unbelief. He'd been waiting and waiting and waiting. But the text says, watch this now. Tell your neighbor, character development. Watch this. He did not waver, but grew strong. Can I ask you something? Is your waiting causing you to get weak? Is your waiting causing you to give up? 
Is your waiting causing you to throw in the towel? Is your waiting causing you to complain? What is your waiting doing to your character? Somebody say, I want a new job, or I want a new position, or I want to go higher. But here's the thing, you got to wait on God, and when God sets you up, first of all, he wants to know your character. He wants to know your gratitude. He wants to know if I bless you. God knows us. God knows all of us. And you know what he knows behind every request? You know what he knows? Our motives. When we ask him for something, he knows what we're going to do already. There's nothing that God don't know. He's all-knowing. Come on, somebody. He's, he's everywhere at the same time. He, he's Alpha and Omega. Come on. We're talking about God, and I don't understand how sometimes we think we can fool God by praying a prayer, and then in the next breath we know we're not going to do what we say we were going to do. The Bible says he did not waver. In unbelief. But what did he do, y'all? He grew strong in faith and then he gave glory to God. Can you imagine? Can, can I ask you something? Can you do that? When things are not going your way, can you still give him glory? Can you still have faith? You see, before we were born again, we had a fallen character. Okay, listen, everything about us before Christ was jacked up. I'm just put it right there. It was just jacked up. We tried to tell the truth, but we know we couldn't. Come on, y'all. We, we didn't have a word. Some of us didn't have a word. Now, watch this. You say, I had a word, but maybe you were lacking in something else. Some people, I say, I, I ask people all the time, would you like to take the good person test, right? Because everybody thinks they're good until they've taken the good person test and they realize you've lied before, you've stolen before, you've lusted before. Come on, somebody. You've coveted your neighbor's house and all that kind of stuff. Cars and all that. You've had, you've had idols in your life and all this, these other things. But, but that's what separates us from the world now is that we also have been justified by faith. When we believe Jesus, our justification came. Look what he said in verse 21. And, and being fully assured that what God promised. I'm in the context. He was able also to what? To perform. He says, therefore, it was also credited to him as righteousness. Can I tell you something? You know what makes you righteous? Your faith in Jesus Christ. Your faith alone in, listen, there's nothing that we can do as believers that can make us right before God other than believing in Jesus Christ. Look at verse 23. He says, now, not for his sake only was it what? Written that it was credited to him, but for our sake also to whom it will be credited. As those who believe in him who raised Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Verse 25. He was delivered over because of the reason he went up the Villa de la Rosa. The reason he went to Golgotha it is because of my transgressions. And the Bible says he was raised because of our justification. Verse 1 says of chapter 5, it says, not therefore. Now you know what the there is therefore. Having been hmm, 
justified. Oh, I wish I had somebody. Having been justified by faith. Tell you, neighbor, that's the results of justification. Watch this. We have peace. Oh, man. Now, watch this now. I want to show you something. We have peace with God. The Bible says that friendship with the world makes us an enemy of God. But now, the relationship between God and myself has been settled. We have peace with one another. Oh, there's nothing like being at peace with God. Can I tell you what life is like when you are at war with God? It's not a good life. As a matter of fact, it's a life full of pride. It's a life that makes you think that you could handle this thing all on your own. It's a life that causes you to turn your back on your family and friends and even your faith. Watch this. But I want to tell you something. You can tell a person's character when they have been at peace with God because they possess the peace of God. Do I have anybody? The text says we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. Verse 2, through whom we have obtained our what? introduction by faith into what? Into what? This grace in which we were. <sighs> and we exalt in what? Hope of the glory of God. Now watch this. You got to catch this. There's a reason why I started in verse 3. If you look at verses 1 and verse 2, what you'll find is the benefits. You'll find the what? Peace with God. Introduction to faith. Grace. Come on, somebody. Uh, we're standing now. We're, we're exalt that word exalt means to boast. We're boasting in what? In hope, right? But then quickly... The text takes a turn. Watch the text. How do we break this cycle? How do we, how do we develop? Look at the text. Text says, and not only what? Huh? Not only this. You know what I found out about people? People come to Christ because they're looking for something. Some people are looking for an easy way out. Some people want relief from the watch this, from the war that's going on between God and themselves. And watch this, and it's showing up in people. You're thinking it's them, but it's really Satan working through them, and then you don't have the equipment to handle it because you're not what? Justified. Because you don't have any faith. But but here's the first point I want to give you. Ready? We develop. Watch this. When we recognize who we are now. 
in Christ Jesus. We develop. You have to recognize it. What I said earlier, a lot of people don't recognize who they are in Christ and they don't know the resources. They don't know the, the rewards. They don't know the things that they have. What they have peace with God. They've been justified. They have faith. They have grace in which they stand. They have hope. They can give them glory. And as a believer, watch this now. If you're trying to mesh your life like the world, let me tell you something. The world has a very sophisticated way of trying to, watch this, try to camouflage and counterfeit what a Christian is supposed to look like. Come on, somebody. Devin, uh, uh, Devin was, was, was talking to me in my office earlier today, and he told me about how his neighbor, uh, they got an HOA letter, and, you know, his, his grandmother's sick, and, and, and they can't really do much, and, and, and they needed to cut down a tree next door. Amen. There was a neighbor next door. He was looking for a church, and, and, and all of a sudden he went to this other church, and so he came next door, and he said, hey, I'll help you out. He said, and I called the brothers from the church to help you, help us. After they came over and they were cutting down the tree, they started to witness to him. They were Mormons. I wish I had somebody. They were trying to convert him from his church. Come on, somebody. You see, we got to be careful of camouflages. You got to be careful of counterfeits because there are people out here who are going to try to help you, but all the while they're preying on you. All the while they're trying to pull you away from the truth and they would not stop. And after he finally told them, listen, I don't want no part of that, they stopped the work. Amen. But I told him, I said, we got some brothers around here. And guess what? We're going to get over there at some point and we're going to cut them trees for you. And we're going to pile it up in a pile and put it in the front. You see, what, what I'm trying to tell you is people will try to use an agenda because they're try, cause Satan is always trying to pull you away from the real deal. Do I have anybody? Don't let looks fool you. Don't let kind works fool you. And people pull you away from who you are. Can I tell you something? Whenever a person can get you away from who you are, they're in control. You got to recognize. You have to recognize, saints. You have to recognize. We have to, we develop when we recognize who we are now. Quit talking about my past. My past is in my past. As a matter of fact, my past propelled me into where I am now. Thank God I'm not doing the same things I used to do. You see, you may say, oh, I ain't no change in him, but you don't know the story. I've been justified. Listen, my faith has justified me to live a righteous life before God and me glorifying him through what I do. I may not be where you are, but guess what? I'm going to get there eventually. Do I have anybody? Text says, text says this, and not only this, I love that not only this. See, we want the good part of the story. But, but it takes a turn. Look at the turn. Look at the turn. You got to look at the turn with me now. He says, but we also boast, because that, that, there it is. We, we also what? Boast in our what? Tribulation. 
We bo- hold on a minute. Hold on, hold on a minute. We boast when it's good. When when you know we're giving God glory when things are going good. How many things are going good, right? Come on, somebody. But it's going to tell you never going to take a turn. The the problem with most believers and watch this. Can I help you with something? I'm helping somebody today. Watch this. Let me talk to you real quick. Watch this. Watch this. That's why you're not here no more. The trials got you. But the, actually the trials exposed you. The, the trials proved that you didn't really have character. The, the, the trials proved your motive. Oh, come on and help me somebody. Listen, it got rough for you. But guess what? <laughs> you you got exposed because it was supposed to do that. It was supposed to either change you, transform you, or move you out. Do I have anybody? The text says this. We exalt in our truth. You know, you know that word that word exalt means it means to boast. I'm like, I ain't boasting in my trial. That's true. Right? But but here's here's what it means also. It means you ready for this? Lord Jesus, you ready? I'm gonna give you this. It means to Hold your head high. I wish I had somebody. You, you ever notice when, 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 when the world is going through, when people in the world, what, what they do? They walk around with their head down. We don't do that as believers. We ought to keep our head high. You, you know what, what, what the word really means? It, it comes from another word that suggests that you are boasting because you have a vantage point. Because your head is up high. I tell my girls all the time, when you walk, walk with your head up. You walk with your head up so you can see where you're going, number one. But you have a vantage point. God will elevate you to a place in your trials because you are boasting about him in the trials. Watch this, watch this, watch this. So my next point is this. We develop by the way we respond to our trials. The way what? We respond. We are boasting about God rather than fearing what people think. What they're going to think, me pulling up in this, you don't know what I've been through. What, what people going to think? Here's the thing. Affliction, the word trials there means affliction anguish, distress, persecution and when you have been trained by trials you will eventually understand when it comes, God is trying to change your character that's how we develop we, we, listen, listen to me real good we develop believers there's a scripture that says that the discipline of the world is unto death. But the discipline for the believer is to change them. Sanctification. The only way God is going to change you is if he take you through something. You say you want to stop lying? He's going to take you through a test. You say you want to stop uh, uh, having, you know, anxiety? He's going to put you through something that will take. You say you want to trust. You say you want to forgive. You say, Come on, somebody. You say you want to do better. You're going to go through some do better trials. Are you with me? If God, it's God's way. It's 
Tell your neighbors God's way. Listen. Taking your insecurities in your trials. God takes your insecurities in your trials. And he gives you confidence in him. Why didn't Abram give up? Why a hundred years old? Sarah was past childbearing age and used to, can you imagine how many people would say, man, you old fashioned. You traditional. You just holding on to that old stuff that was said in that word back, way back when. God then God forgot about you. Can you imagine how many people probably was like, Dude, you tripping now. Let me let me bring it to 2021. You tripping, dude. You need to leave that stuff. That's old stuff. How many people have walked away from their blessings thinking it's old stuff? How many people have walked away from, from God talking about it's traditional? How many people have, have denied and delayed their destiny because you're listening to what other people are saying about you and you're not realizing that the trial that you're going through right now is God's way of changing your character. Thank God. After 22 years of marriage, my wife and I was just talking about that. We said we can actually go out for a whole long time and not have one argument when we go. Because when we were younger, we both were strong will. Come on, somebody. And everywhere we go, no, I don't want this. No, I want this. No, I want to sit here. No, I want. And it would be some petty stuff we were arguing about, right? But we were young. And guess what? We were strong-willed. But thank God that it's through our trials. We can hang and be in love. Come on, somebody. I went to the nail shop. You know something wrong with that. Come on, somebody. I'm a boyfriend again. You understand? I was boyfriending this weekend. You understand? After 22 years. But but when we were in our trials, y'all ain't trying, y'all ain't trying. See, when you're in your trials, stop thinking that it's going to end so bad. It's God's way of what? Why do we always think the worst case scenario? See, watch this, watch this, watch, this, watch what he says now. He says, we don't glory in that only. But we, we exult in our tribulations, right? Look what he says now. Knowing what? No, knowing, 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 it's not gnosko. It, 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 it means, you know what it really means? So there's gnosis, and then there's epinosis. But that ain't the knowing that's here. Gnosis means knowledge. Epinosis is when you take the knowledge, you put it in your heart, you start walking it out. That's what I thought that knowing was about. But this knowing is ode in the in the Greek, and the word means to appreciate. Knowing something and then understanding it and then appreciating it. I'm trying to help somebody with something today. You never thought you could appreciate what you went through. You never thought, but because you've been justified. The world tells you to take the path that's with least resistance. God says you run to that path because eventually you'll appreciate what you went through. I thank God for my wife. 
I thank God for what we've been through together because I can appreciate who she is. I can see, but back then I couldn't see. Back then she couldn't see. We couldn't appreciate each other, but now we appreciate each other because we know something. Here's what we know. Knowing that tribulation brings about what? (laughs) And let me tell you what that word (sighs) perseverance means. It means patience. I'm going to say it one more time. It means what? Patience. And we already know. That that is something that we all lack. But God has a way. Oh, man. And let me tell you something. You've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And ain't nothing moving. Ain't nothing shaking. and nothing shifting. Ain't nothing moving to the next level. And you're wondering if it's you, if it's God, if it's my prayer. What is it? God says, I'm trying to develop you into a patient person. Patience. Why does God want us in our character to have patience. The next point is this. You ready for this? This is going to bless you. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, that's appreciation. Next point is we develop through the revelation we get in our trials. May I ask you something? What did God reveal to you in your last trial? I ain't talking about what he revealed to you about other people. I'm talking about by you. Let me say this. Your battle is not against flesh and blood. It's not the people. God is using the people to get you to understand that you got to be a little bit more patient. They that persevere will receive a crown. God, I found out, in after 16 years of pastoring he wants us to have patience and that's something I never had but I possess now I can wait and I can wait I'm going to say it one more time and I can wait you see we need in our character the ability to stay under pressure To stay under pressure means that what's happening to you is what? And with the resistance, you're becoming what? What happens when you lift weights? Ah. You start off with 25. Go about a what? A good two weeks. You come back, you could do what? 45. We're going slow. We're going slow. We're going slow. We're going slow. But but it is it is the resistance. Come on, somebody. The, the the constant what? The constant what? But but check this out. You you can't develop muscle. Some of you wait till your birthday week to go hire a personal trainer. <laughs> Thinking you're gonna fit in that dress. Come on, somebody, right? And, and, and you're gonna build some muscles and tone up. 
that that week of your birthday. Y'all, y'all, I'm, I got all girls. I understand how this works. Watch this. Watch this. And, and then watch this. You expect the trainer to get you in shape in one week. It doesn't take It doesn't work like that. Does not work like that. It takes what? Time. It takes what? Time. It takes what? Patience. And you have to persevere as you're going, as you're getting that resistance. And before you know, you start getting what? Short chain and stronger. The next time a trial comes your way, why do we always respond like this? Because we trip out, we get angry, we hang up the phone, we throw away stuff, we break our own stuff. We break our own stuff. We punch our own TV and shoot the TV and all kinds. Listen, we do all kinds of craziness. But the point is, you, listen, that's not going to change. We drink to forget. We smoke to forget. We do gummies. <laughs> To relax. No, you're doing it to forget. Because the pressure. Come on, help me somebody. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure. And God says, the pressure that you're under right now. Watch this. Is what's going to change your character. Listen. You have. You know what I believe we have to be? We have to be honest about our character. Stop walking around and tell I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Okay. Your justification came at a price. It did. It did. And not only that, but for you to be put under pressure or put under trials and you pass the test means that you said yes to the justification. See, God is not going to put more. Oh, come on, somebody. On you. Right now, it may seem I can't handle it. Come on, come on, come on. I got three minutes. I, I can't handle this. I can't handle the pain. I can't handle the suffering. I'm sick of this. I'm tired of this. But you got to hold on just a little bit longer. You got to understand something that God is going to change you in the midst of all of this. We develop through the revelation. That's the key. What did God reveal to you about you? Not about everybody else. Watch this. Watch what he says next. He says, and perseverance, verse 4, proven what? So here's how I know. Write this down. We develop when we see real change in our character. I'm talking about real change. See, look what he says. The, the, the word here, watch this, that the word is real. That's, that's the key word. Because he says perseverance what? Some of you just say you change, but you're not. Be real. Be real with you. But just, just be Listen, the word means to put to the proof. To take. They have, they have, they have in the jewelry store, if you take a diamond and they have a machine. When you, when you go in there, what they'll do, they'll tap the diamond. If, if, the, if the light beeps, if the light beeps green, it's real. If it goes red, it's CZ. And you thought you had the real thing. 
It is to put to the proof. God is trying to develop some genuine believers. Genuine believers. Whose character is not flawless, but has been tested and proven that you're the real deal. See, when you can stay under the pressure and see the end, you prove that you're saved. Number one. Number two, you prove that you're real. But if you, you, ever, you, you remember when you first started decided to come to church? You remember what happened? You remember all the hell you had to go through just to get get up in the morning? I'm talking about everything in your mind. I'm talking. Listen, there's stuff that be going on in our minds. If our minds can talk, I ain't going to dance. Shoot, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just man. pandemic came. Oh, praise the Lord! Shoot, I stay home now. The stuff that be going through our minds sometimes, like if it, sometimes the Lord lets you say it too, to, to reveal you, to expose you. You see, we develop when we see real change in our character. So the only person who knows if this is real is you and God. See, many people run. They disappear during the test. They want to come for all the class. They want to audit the class. They don't want to take the final exam. Why would you audit your trial and then don't take the final exam? Because the final exam proves what? That you have been changed. Listen, listen. There's, there's only one way to go through, get out of trial, is to go through the trial. And you do know. That if you don't pass the test, you got to take it over again. James, come here, James. <laughs> James says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials. Knowing, different knowing, right? Knowing that the testing of your faith produces what? The same thing. Endurance is patience. Patience is endurance and endurance is perseverance. So Paul talks about it. James talks about it. Peter talks about it. But watch this though. Watch this. I'm about to sit down somewhere. He says right here. And proven character. What? What is it? Hope. The one word I heard from the, the Miami-Dade County officials. Is that we have hope. We have hope that 159 people. Listen to their hope are still alive underneath all of that stuff. They have what? Hope. When you're in a trial, because your character has been changed, you are not going to say stuff like, we ain't going to make it. This ain't going to work. I wasted my time. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. See, a hopeful person is a grateful person. A hopeful person says, yeah, it's tough right now. I don't know how. I'm going to make it through this. But the only way that you can develop hope is if you've been through a trial. Because God has proven 
through the last trial. And he brought anybody he brought you out. And that's what that was your introduction to hope. You see, hope is your expectation. But it's not just expectation, it's confident expectation. I'm gonna say it one more time. It's confident expectation. I I I, I can't explain it. I, I cannot explain it. I cannot explain it. <laughs> but the Lord is doing something in this church. I just cannot explain it. Words cannot explain what God is doing. But I have so much hope. My expectation is not in people. My expectation, when the finance committee comes, they say, Pastor, this is all we did today. I'm looking at it like, Lord, now what did I get myself into? But my hope kicks in because I have a record. Oh, I wish I had anybody here got a record. That when, listen, I, I, got, I got some records. It was the ninth hour. I'm talking about two hours before everything was about to fall apart and God stepped in, but I got hope. And it was my hope based on my faith that brought me through. Do I have anybody? My last point is we develop when we realize we always have hope. We don't just have hope when it goes bad. We have, we always have hope. He says, why? The hope does not, oh, I wish I had somebody disappoint. Why? Because Here's what I'm saying. When you're going through the trial, you got to remember one thing. God loves you. And it is because of his love that he went to Calvary to save a wretch like me. It is because of his love that he shed his blood. Come on, somebody. It is because of his love I have hope today. That I can see a better tomorrow. It is because of his love. Come on somebody. That he saved us. and He transformed us. And then he poured out. Within our hearts. The Holy Spirit. So if you don't have hope today. The question is. Do you have the Holy Spirit? And when you know that you've been justified by faith. And you have the peace of God. And you have the love of God. And you have the Holy Spirit poured out on you. Tell your neighbor you can make it through that. We never. Ever lose hope. Ever. We love God. Remember God is trying your character. So you can develop and overcome your insecurities. The refinishing of antique furniture is an awesome process. Strong chemicals strip away the old varnish. Then the sandpaper machine sands it down. And what it does, it exposes all of the crooks and nooks and crannies that need to be repaired. The sanding continues until the surface is even. 
Then it's varnished over and over until it has a smooth finish. The varnish, it only gets back to the its original state. Amen. When it's stripped down. I'm, I'm trying to say something. I'm trying to say something. God had to strip us down. God had to take all the stuff that we had. He had to sand and sand and sand and sand and sand until he exposed our character. He exposed every scratch in our character, every nook, every cranny. Listen, you didn't know you were a liar until God stripped you down. You, you didn't know you were a conniver till God stripped you down. This was the worst part and it hurt. But this is the part where most believers cry out, Lord, help me. This is the part when we have to trust God's grace. and We have to trust that His grace is sufficient. We have to trust that God, watch this, is following the process of restoring us. This is the point at which the life of Christ shines through you. Come on, somebody. In the life of the Christian, your identity in Christ begins to reveal itself. Your character in Christ begins to permeate. Come on, somebody. And all of a sudden, you start to shine because you've been through something. Let me say this to you. Get away from people who run from trials. Get away from people who ain't been through nothing. They can't tell you nothing until they've been through something. And they're going to come up and lie to you. And try to tell you, oh, I've been through this, I've been through that. Let me see the scars. Let me see the pain. Let me see the residue of what, I got some scars. Of what I've been through. But saints, this is how God develops character. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.